This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 43 of Banging on the Drum. I lied to you last week. I said we were going to be going into season two, but we are not going into season two yet. Um, Mike had an objection to having seasons, so we'll we'll talk about it as a team. But we got the whole crew back two weeks in a row. I feel like this is a miracle. We're on a two-game winning streak, and I think we're going to keep that rolling for the most part. But we got Mike up to the north. How's Mike doing? Doing well. I think we're going to end up with like a 17-game winning streak with us all showing up here maybe 20 25 25 we'll go with 25 i don't know what the exact number of games in the nfl schedule is i think it's 20 and then we already got two on the front of it so we'll get 25 so yeah so we would 18 so it's 18 weeks regular season and then what we got wild card divisional round championship round super bowl with a Pro Bowl in between. So 23 weeks. I think you were right, right off the bat. So Mike's up north doing math. How's Riley doing out in Texas? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm not doing much math, but I'm doing well. How are you doing, Pat? I am doing great on the southeast coast down here. It's been raining every day, but we're not letting that slow us down. So I will... You're coming into hurricane season, right? I thought hurricane season was over. Uh, I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> no, no, it does look like there's some stuff spinning up. I, I keep getting so as a weather forecaster, I'm in weather forecasting group chats and stuff, and I keep getting pictures that there's these big hurricanes that are going to be hitting me, and they're like, they're like weeks in advance, and I'm like. These are models weeks in advance, and you're, I don't know. I definitely have to check the timestamps on them because, like, I check the weather on a fairly uh, regular basis, even when I'm not working, like, just to stay a little sharp. And I'm like, where are they getting these from? Because you see hurricanes usually form over in Africa, like, where the equator is, and, like, it spins them up better. Um, I will be completely honest. I do need to do a little bit more uh, school on hurricanes, uh, especially since I'm in a Florida unit now because it was never a concern of mine uh, for the majority of my career, but usually form over in Africa and then spin across. So I'll like look out into the Atlantic Ocean and I'm like, I do not see where this thing's going to form, but whatever that's that's nerd talk so we'll get this show going because we got a lot we got to pack into this one i think this is going to be called playoff prediction preview and with that being said we're going to predict who we think is going to win every division and who we think is going to go in the playoffs yeah let, let's just give them a quick preview of how the show is going to go start with our normal stuff we're going to try to be fast today we're going to try to be fast i wanted to bring up a timer but I'll just quit talking about it and it will make it go faster. So we're going to do our usual stuff. And then the the meat of this episode, we are going to be going into who we think is going to win each division. 
So with that being said, guys, our overs and unders probably need to be a little bit quicker than they have been in the past, but we'll see how it goes. We'll, I don't like to put a preconceived thing in the head because we'll go where the episode takes us, but I will start with my under. So my under, which was an awesome under if I had to say so myself, but I went out to a bar and I played pool for like the first time since I've been back in Brazil, actually. Uh, but when I was in Brazil, the pool table was, I thought it was goofy, very small balls. So I was trying to tell my brother-in-law who's living with us at the now, I was like, it's different in the United States. Like, I swear to you, I'm not as bad in the United States. Like the tables are like bigger and it's easier, but no, he, he, he was the reigning pool champ. But I do think is because in Brazil, their normal pool table they is like smaller pockets, smaller balls, more precision. But I'd expect you to be pretty good with smaller balls, but I maybe that's just an you, assumption, I guess. You would definitely think so, but it's 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 not the case. I like those big balls, Mike. Big balls and big pockets to put them in. But with that, um, I got to go out Friday. We had a guys' night. We went out to the golf course near my place. First time I went out and hit golf balls all year, which is pretty sad, but it was a good time. I was actually striking the ball pretty well. Just went to the driving range, so who knows? I Like I said, I was striking the ball well, but I wasn't really aiming at anything. And when I was aiming at stuff, I I at least put it in my head that I was coming close enough. I got like, that, that would have been on the green, I think. I'm pretty sure that would have been on the green. So, so that was nice. And yeah, then we went out. After that, had a good time. And then my only other over, I'll just touch it real quick. So my dog thinks he's a big, tough guy. And he got his first <laughs> chance to prove it, that he would protect his mom and dad if the chance came. Because he always is very, like, protective. He'll, like, pump up his chest a little bit. But he's just a little – he's like a corgi mixed with a terrier. I think the terrier is the tough guy in him but we went for a walk this morning early in the morning and this dog this kid was walking a dog that was way bigger than him and the dog seen us and my dog talked a little shit to it so i think it pissed the dog off and then he got away from the kid and so the dog was running like directly i'm pretty sure he was coming for my dog because my tough guy dog uh, cause he was talking shit, but this big dog came up like, like it was running at me. And I think my dog took that as like a direct threat that it was coming for me. And he just like jumped, like he was going to tackle him. And then, <laughs> then it, it got scary for a second. Like I was pretty, pretty scared. Like I was thinking about kicking their dog, but like, then I think my sense came to me and I've seen this dog and it's a fairly nice dog. So like it was wearing a harness. And I just had to like rip it off of my dog with the harness and none of the dogs got hurt. Um, I apologize to the people. They, they apologized to me and like the, the people were super cool. It was a dad and a kid walking the dog. So that guy was cool enough to be like, yeah, shit happens. And that's how I am with that. None of the dogs had like bite marks on them, but my dog was so proud that he got a chance to protect us. Like he's been walking on air all day long, like 
pumping up his chest. Like, you see that shit this morning? <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. It was cool. My dad said, probably thinks he's going to run the house now. He already runs the house, so <laughs> that's fine. That's All right, Riley. How are, how are things going in Texas? Oh, I've had a pretty wild stuffy nose the past week, which I can usually handle. We have a ceiling fan directly above us, and we sleep with that thing on full blast. So I sleep with my mouth open now, and then I wake up like maybe every two hours with the driest mouth possible, and it's awful. Like my throat will hurt by the end of the night. I, I need to find some congestion stuff, but it, I got the it, I got it the make too much you. sense. I got What's the cure that? for you. A humidifier. You ever use those? I always needed them. Oh, I, I had to use one all the time, actually, as a kid. Now that you're saying that, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Great idea. There you go. I might begin a humidifier t- tomorrow then. And then my over. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Um, We have Fantasy Football League starting up again. So I'm getting excited to get back into those. But I feel like I'm in too many now. But that's. That's going to probably be an under soon, just like too many to keep track of. And I'm too nice to say no, but I'm kind of keeping my options open. Maybe we got a couple teams better than the other. I'll keep those teams alive for a while and let the other ones just kind of suffer. I got two follow-up questions for you. So how many fantasy teams do you actually have? That's one. Five. Damn, yeah, that's way too many. I know. I want like two or three. Yeah, you need one fantasy team, maybe two, um, if you're a nice person. But then the other question, so you were showing us the pad that you're going to do this one draft at. Um, just explain that. It looks like some rich, oh, swanky. Yeah, it's a nice little little big uh, place downtown, uh, Fort Worth, which not the coolest downtown, but, you know, it's a lot different than to like any place in the lacrosse area cool nice area on the 20th floor has a projector that looks out into the city skyline it was a cool place but it was fun that answers my questions yeah that place looks sweet i was jealous when you showed me it but so let's let's punt it up north to mike and see how things have been going with mike this week for the most part everything's going pretty good so i installed my own bathtub in the place that I'm in. So it's my dad's property. I guess at the time we moved in, it was my grandma's property. And so it's my dad and his brother's property. So like if I need something changed, I have to do it myself. It's just the way things go. Well, so when we moved in, it was in pretty, pretty rough shape. So I had to redo like the whole bathroom. So I did the bathroom and I tried to like save the old tub that was there. It's like a, um, like a steel tub or something like that. Yeah, I think steel would be the right right way to describe it. And so I tried to do tile on the side instead of putting in like just like a prefab like four panel thing where you have the tub and then the three sides for the shower. So I tried to do it all myself and like it never sealed right. I was resealing it like every like probably like six months. And so now I have to replace and I'm kind of bummed about having to do that. I'll have to do that over Labor Day weekend. It's kind of um, impressive, you know, how to just replace a tub or even do that. Like, I think I'm screwed if I have to do anything like that. So, um, for probably until I was 
30, that was probably the case. I would have just called the old man. The old man would have came up and been like, I'll help you with it. And then all of a sudden he's doing it and I'm just grabbing tools for him, right? Until that point. And then I moved to Kansas and I kind of have to be able to do some things by myself. I use YouTube a lot and I call him and I'm like, what's going on? You know, I have to, I can't just like walk in and do it. I got I'll ask him probably five questions during the whole thing, at least. Yeah, I was just going to say I admire the effort because, yeah, yeah. I'm calling someone up and I am renting for the longest time just to not have to deal with stuff like that. (laughs) And to be fair, like in the last like six years, I've gotten a lot better. So like we flipped a house, uh, my in-laws and us, I guess. I put one of the the tubs in there, right? And I felt pretty good about it. But I did have to YouTube some stuff and ask a couple questions when I was doing it, so. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with YouTube yeah. and stuff to get the job done. Um, That's it's a lifesaver. <laughs> and then, so for my over, I'm now the official flag football coach for the Brooklyn Falcon third graders. Let's go. It, it was a big process to get the job. I had to just say, I'll do it. <laughs> It'll um, be like the Dan Campbell of that league. Uh, definitely not going to be the Dan Campbell that I can't, like, I don't, you have to have like a supreme amount of confidence to be Dan Campbell. I think. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's just a unique human. Almost no chance. Yeah. There, yeah, he might sure. be the only Dan Campbell that ever existed. You're pretty like, unique though. You might have the first, uh, third grade team that gets disqualified for using steroids. <laughs> I already got him on it. Already, I've already been reaching out to the players, make sure that they're ready, cycling in the proper ways. So <laughs> we're good to go. Uh, nice. And so another over is I just spent uh, one night last week playing cards to like 2 a.m. with some of the guys I went to college with. I was in on a, like a really big pot that I had the second best hand that could possibly be on the table. And the guy before me, I knew was bluffing, and the guy behind me had the notes. Miserable. So I lost all the money I brought to the table, but had a great time when I was there. Were you just playing a cash game, or were you? uh... Yeah, yeah, cash game, which which is bad for me because I go in and I'm like already have less cash than all the guys that are at the table because I'm a I don't want to like wasted or whatever is the way my mind works but that's why i that's why he pushed all in in front of me when he had nothing because he thought i would fold guaranteed trying to bully you yeah yeah, yeah. Been and there. then i and then i got caught lost i mean if you if you have the second best hand is i don't know if i would really consider that getting caught but no uh, yeah i mean it I is what it is but but yeah, last time I played cards was at the bachelor party, and that was a lot of fun. I miss playing poker. I got to start finding like a poker game down here. Yeah, uh, it, so it's kind of nice because my buddy bought a church, and that's where we play cards at and gamble. So it's it's just it's fantastic. So you gamble with your souls as well. You guys are all going straight to hell. Yeah, <laughs> only probably most of us. Um, right on the like altar. Is it the altar? Yeah, right. I don't know. Like where the guy preaches from. Oh boy, you're not even playing in the basement. No, right on, right 
right where the cross used to hang. Jesus is just right yeah. there watching you. Yeah, she's right there Pissed with us. off at you guys. Pissed. At least we're having a good time. That's yeah. Fair. I'm praying a little bit. I hope I hope my hand wins. <laughs> I hope this, my hand wins this money. Most praying yep. you've done in a long time. All right. I like it. Good, good overs and unders. And I think we kept that in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, I'm going to move to spicy meatballs. I think I'm the only one that came to the table with a spicy meatball this week. But my spicy meatball correlates with an under that I didn't say. So I've been going back to school, which whatever's been fine. I do kind of feel like Billy Madison is the old man back on campus. But anyways, I found the perfect spot in the library where I can plug in my computer, can have my whole workspace. Like I take up a lot of space when I'm like studying and doing shit. So it's a great spot. And then it's like real close to the bathroom. So I don't feel like I have to pack up all my shit if I need to go take a piss. Not that I ever would, but I notice like if people get up from their place at school, they take all their stuff every time, but I can make it quick in and out. But anyways, walk into the bathroom, someone's peeing. There's only one urinal in this place. So I just need to pee, walk into the first stall because the urinal is being used. Big old shit in the stall, not flushed, barely wiped. Like he got like the toilet paper under like the shit was sitting on top of the toilet paper i don't get how this how this, how this magician did that but then i go to the other stall so it's two stalls one urinal another big shit in there and then this leads to my spicy meatball that the government should fund a task force to catch people who shit in public and don't flush it i i think it's perfectly reasonable i think if you put it up on a ballot people would be like yeah i I think that's a fairly reasonable thing like if someone shits in a stall and doesn't flush like willingly doesn't flush and leaves it they're just a scumbag they deserve to be in prison they deserve to have bad things happen to them in prison i want all the stereotypical things i want them to have the shawshank the, like the, the full boiler shawshank. room yeah the boiler room scene <laughs> that's what you want from them yes yes i want these people to suffer like because i think on top of this you say oh hey pat that's a little brutal like what if the the toilet just wasn't flushing like in this case you would have record of it because if you did this, you took a dump and the thing wasn't flushing, the thing was clogged, you'd be scared that the task force that I put out there was going to come for you. And you would go to the front or like wherever the business is and say, hey, I went to the bathroom. It didn't flush. Like we need to put a sign up or something or get this fixed. And the world would just be a better place if these people were in prison. So I think that to some extent, I don't think you're wrong, right? It's just lack of a better term, a shitty thing to do, <laughs> right? So sorry, I didn't know where else to go with that. It, but it, it is, right? Like it's, it's junky. Like you're just flush the goddamn toilet. What's the problem? Yeah. yeah I get where you're at. I get where you're at. I think less government task force is better. No, like <laughs> I say we, 
we uh, steer from the war on drugs and we go to the war on people who shit in public places <laughs> and don't flush their toilet. If you want to do that at your own house and like impress your wife or something, like that's all <laughs> you, buddy. But like not in a public library. I'm like trying to study. I have to get up to pee every once in a while. I don't want to see your big old shit sitting on top of toilet paper. His butt had to be dirty too. Like, so we, we would be doing the world a favor. Like this guy's sitting with a poopy butt on all the chairs in the library, probably stinking them up. But yeah, that's my spicy meatball. How, how many jalapenos am I getting on this one? They need to go to prison and also on that, like, they're not going to just any prison. They're going to, like, Yonkers or, like, like somewhere brutal. And the only reason I know Yonkers is because I heard 50 Cent talk about Yonkers before. So I, I assume it's bad. So jalapenos for me, I'm going to go with four. To arrest people for not flushing the toilet, I think it's pretty severe. I think most people on the in the – in the country, are you going to think it's pretty severe? Like I said, just flush the goddamn toilet. It's not that difficult, right? It's like they're, they're not doing it, Mike. They're not going to do it <laughs> until they have the threat of going to prison. And maybe we can back off on these government task force, like once <laughs> once the problem is fixed. But until these people learn to be decent, it's. It, we got to take extreme measures. We got to get these people <laughs> straight to prison, straight to jail. Maybe we should just fund some, like, instead of, we'll get rid of the war on drugs. We'll stop all the money we're using on that. And we'll just fund it into schools to teach kids how to flush the toilet. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. There you go. There you go. So we're not going to get rid of the shitty people we already have, but we'll fix our kids. And they won't shit and leave it. I want this kid specifically the one that put the toilet paper down and then like gave his shit, like something nice to float on. I want that guy in prison. though. (laughs) Okay. He deserves to be in prison. He probably will be in prison eventually anyway. But I, so I think like the putting the toilet paper down first, that's a trick to not like get shit all over your toilet too. Right. So then it like goes down and doesn't stain the bottom. I've definitely done that. Or the splash, maybe. I've the never splash too. Yeah, I've never <laughs> thought go. of that. So there yeah. might be there might be some genius to this guy. Maybe he's just an innocent <laughs> dude that forgot to flush. No, nah, he's probably like a mastermind criminal. Is what the problem is. That that's true. Or it was a girl that did it in the guy's bathroom. Like true <laughs> mastermind criminal, right there. You would never. That that would be the big plot twist. We should maybe make this into a movie. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I, All right. Yeah. I like that idea. Just start rolling with it. It'll be, it'll be like a, a B, a B movie. Or it's like just, <laughs> uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode or something like that. I think that you like, if you're going to have a task force and you're going to dump a lot of money into this, I think the DNA would be like too easy. Right. Yeah, no, you would catch these people, no doubt about it. Because, like, especially if it was at, like, a school, like, the TCC school that I'm going to, they should take poop. Like, you should have to submit a poop sample with your uh, (laughs) 
transcript. And then they're like, we know this. But I, I think another thing that I failed to realize, and maybe actually I do realize it, but it's funny in some of the classes I'm in, like there's there's young, young people in there and they're still figuring out life. So maybe this person just doesn't figure out like he has to flush the toilet when he poops. I don't know. I feel yeah. like that's something you learn fairly early in life, but his mom I mean, still flushes his toilet room or something. She like checks out his stool to make sure he's healthy. All right. How many jalapenos rather we'll get off this. I'll def- I definitely see the need when I was in Chicago, Midway airport, I went to the bathroom at like 1am, but all the urinals were taken, but the stalls, everyone had just pile of shit in each one. I see the need, but like Mike said, it's a little extreme. So I'm going to go for. See, I don't even think it's extreme. Like, I just think those I, people should be in prison because, like, you don't want to deal with that person. Like, nobody. So, everyone on this podcast fair. right now. So, three, we're three for three. We both, we all three are people that don't think we do this. There's nobody that admits to doing this. There's nobody that's out there that says, oh, I just take a big dump in this toilet and leave it. Like, he's just a fucking scumbag. He just does it. <laughs> so, I can't, I don't remember which airport I was in, but like one airport I was in, I had to, like, I just had to go take a piss. And so, urinal was open, took a piss. They didn't have no fucking uh, running water. So you couldn't wash your goddamn hands. Like, why don't you just shut that bathroom down? Like, the bathroom down the way, running water, no problem. Went down there, washed my hands. But, like, the whole bathroom was like that. Just shut the fucking bathroom down. That's disgusting. Yeah. So I will say on the flip side, I think if you take a shit in a urinal, I don't think you should go to jail. Like, I think that's kind of like a... uh, What if you do an upper decker? That, yeah, also a bold. Man, I, that one's not such a bold move, but like, at least there was humor involved in it. All right, still, we got to move on. We got to move on. We're going to hot in the streets. Um, if you're looking at the Google Doc, if you're one of us three, I'm going to switch the order around and we're going to throw it to Riley. What's hot in the street, buddy? All right, so... NFL rankings came out. I mean, Mike talked about it last week a little bit, I think. But the one through whatever came out. And they have Tom Brady, number one. Aaron Donald, number two. Rodgers, number three. I I think the NFL just, at this point, just gives it to Brady every time he's going to play. Gives number one spot. Because I get it. He had a good year. But to say the back-to-back MVP is not higher than Tom Brady, number one is foolish. And I think Aaron Donald's mile is miles ahead of Tom Brady in terms of like the impact he makes on on the side of the ball on the field. It's I don't know. I I just I don't know if you guys have a different take or yeah. So I yeah. So I I have a I don't agree with the Aaron Donald take. I actually think that when he decides to go, he's very very good. Like we saw that switch in the Super Bowl, right? So he. He was playing like kind of like just a normal dude for the first quarter and a half. And then something happened. He got pushed out of bounds or like they did something that pissed him off. I can't remember exactly what it was. And then he turned into a beast. And that's a guy that doesn't scare me. Right. So you just kind of placate him. 
do whatever he wants to do, and he never gets angry, and he just plays above average. But he got pissed in the Super Bowl and then plays at a super high level. I think the reason that Tom Brady ends up being number one on this list, it's not because his over, overall skills are better than Rodgers. It's that people are actually afraid to face him. And this is done by the NFL players, I believe. They vote. And I think he's more intimidating than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So I think to Mike's point a little bit, like I agree with Riley in the fact that Tom Brady's definitely not the best player in the NFL. I agree um, with that too. When it when it comes to talent-wise, it's just he definitely there definitely is a Tom Brady effect. And it's happened for too long and too many years for it not to be a real thing. When, and I just think it's like, I think I've said this before on the podcast is if there was a Madden attribute, they might actually have this. I haven't played Madden in quite some time uh, that would make the team around you like three overall points better. Like, I think that's what Tom Brady brings to the table. He's holds people accountable and he's usually not the guy that messes up whatever. So I, I agree if you're doing the top 100 most talented players, he's not going to be there anymore. I I mean, I still think he's up in there. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't think this one through too much. I don't know where I would put him in the top 25 most talented. Um, but I, I think he would land in that top 25 still. But yeah, but yeah, I, I you're, guess you're right. They need to communicate the the how they're ranking them. That's what I want to know. Like, what are what are they ranking them on? I guess I feel like yeah. everybody, at least on Twitter, has a different take on it. But one more thing with the top 10 list, there is two badges in the top 10 on that list, which I thought was pretty cool. It's Jonathan Taylor and uh, Watt. TJ. TJ, yeah. yeah. Five and six. Nice, nice. Yeah, we are putting out a team. I, I was thinking of this today, and this might lead us down a, a back road, but, like, I used to make teams with all, like, Wisconsin players. It used to be tough to fill out, like, a full team with, like, the the skill positions and stuff. I think we would have a fairly decent team now. I can't think of cornerbacks, really, but um, so that might be what crushes us. I guess, and wide receivers, but offensive line, quarterback, defense, we're fine, uh, except for maybe cornerbacks. But front seven, we're for sure good. Yeah. Right. It's probably on, I mean, and then the front five, you could probably pick a Pro Bowl team for your offensive line. Yeah. Just about running back. Yeah. I think you're okay. You got Russell Wilson, so like fuck that guy. Yeah, but I mean that. Who, who are you gonna take? You gonna bring Scott Tolzien back? Oh, so he. I mean, so the only quarterback you really can take. I don't think Tolzien's still in the league, right? I don't think so either. No, I think yeah. I think the only guy you could is is Russell the Muscle. Gotcha. All right, we'll roll it to Mike's hot in the streets. Um, Washington Commanders running back. I forget his first name. Robinson got shot in a robbery attempt. Um, it's 
supposedly was having a really good camp, like could have like surpassed Antonio Gibson as the as the like first and second down back in their offense. But got shot in a robbery attempt. Seems to be doing okay. Everything on Twitter says that he is had surgery, surgery went well, and he should fully recover. But kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Brian Robinson Jr., running back, Washington Commanders. Yeah, no, that's nuts that just like freak accidents happen like that. And was was Sean Taylor playing for the Redskins or went for the yeah. Washington when that because that was a pretty stray case as well, too. Like it wasn't like someone was out to kill Sean Taylor. He just got killed. I think it was a home invasion and they thought that he was not like because that was in Florida, right? And then he wasn't in Florida, they thought. Something like that. Yeah, I can't I remember think. the whole one, but that Me was neither. yeah, that was awful. But yeah, hopefully he's doing well. Um, but yeah, that is crazy. Crazy. That is a hot in the street. Yeah, that I mean, so that's kind of that's some pretty big time news that I that I think people are kind of let pass. And I'm and I don't get it. Like that's a big deal if someone's getting their carjacked and getting shot. Yeah, no, I mean it's crazy. But yeah, it doesn't register to me too much. Like it, it doesn't hit too close to home to me, which is probably probably says something about me. But like or obviously our culture in general, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I heard that. Man, as long as I heard he's okay, like I'm good. But yeah, we. I mean, we've had yeah. some like crazy ones. Um, <sighs> Rugs last year, right? That's yeah. a huge like. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. What What happened last year? Henry Ruggs hit that. Hit oh, that lady yeah. Star. I was thinking of the Denver cornerback that got shot. Steve um, McNair. Darren That's Williams. Titans, yeah, Steve McNair. I, Steve McNair Different. was like an actual, like, his mistress killed him. Or sure. Something okay. like that. Like it was yeah. like an actual domestic violence. But I think mm. Darren Williams got killed in Vegas, I want to say. Yeah, maybe no, it wasn't Vegas. Oh, yeah. I remember something like that happening. Like, I don't even remember the details of that. Yeah, no. So the only reason I remember it a little bit better is I watched something about Javon Walker. Cause I think, and that's the funny thing, is like people talk especially like uh, it's probably us Packer fans are like okay when Javon Walker didn't have Brett Favre anymore you know he wasn't anything but Darren Williams died in Javon Walker's arms like in a car so I'm pretty sure that messed him up and I seen something on Javon Walker was just it just kind of messed him up but I mean it was one of his boys on the team and I could be quoting this story kind of wrong so Go look it up. It is kind of interesting, but I, I'm pretty sure I got what I'm saying. The parts that I'm saying are, are fairly right, but there's a lot more to that story. But yeah, that that was always my bad. Like I'd be like, yeah, Javon Walker sucked after he left Brett Favre, but but he had to go deal with the situation like that. So, and to be fair, most guys aren't going to be as good without elite level quarterback play. That's yeah. just the way it's gonna go and i don't know who would have been out there maybe Plummer would have still been out there who is good he's above average for sure but i don't think he's gonna make it into the hall of fame anytime soon 
Yeah, Jake the Snake. Yeah, that's who maybe. I would have guessed it was. But yeah, because maybe he, he's already in. Yeah, no, he he was a solid quarterback for right. for a minute there. All right, next one. Next right, hot uh, in the street. <laughs> Hater is getting crushed. He is not playing good baseball. Yeah. Can't figure out why it is. Right. So his ERA went up again and it's now at like 26 or something like that. He's shit in the bed pretty, pretty bad. This kind of stuff shouldn't come from just getting the tra- getting traded and then I don't know, having a kid if you're attributing some of it to that. I don't know that that's it should be this bad. So my mystery theory that I brought up on the show last week is did we see something like this coming? Because I won't lie. I even have it in like a message that I sent to one of my buddies where I was like, haters looking like a little wild. It's looking like he's not like hitting where he wants to be hitting. He was still getting the job done. It was in the stretch where he was starting to get touched up a little bit more, but it just looked like when he was doing very well, it wasn't on purpose. But I don't know if the Brewers saw that coming. I, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, I saw that coming because I didn't. I just thought he was going through something at the time. Like I was like, he'll get it back, but it doesn't look like when he's doing well, he's doing it on purpose. It looked like I don't know how to explain it. I played with pitchers that were like this, that they were kind of like wildly effective because yep. like the batter couldn't get comfortable because it the pitcher didn't know where he was throwing. So the batter obviously wasn't going to know where he was throwing. So uh, I think another piece of that, especially at like the high school level is when a pitcher is super wild and you don't want to get hit. Like it might not affect the way you're like, playing but you don't want to get hit and that's in your mind like can he actually control this ball well enough to put it over the plate and then all of a sudden he does and it's like well okay you know there's a strike on me now i have to buckle down and then there's another one the other thing is that if you go up and you don't have a good mindset hitting against him like this is the best closer in the league he's really hard to hit against more than likely you're going to fail you know and if that just has been breaking and breaking and breaking and people are having more confidence against him. That could help a lot too. Yeah. The next guy uh, who gets a nice hit off of him has to pull a little league world series stunt and just go out there and give him a hug and see if it can give him his confidence back. Oh, so bringing up that again, would you have rather had seen a fight in the little league world series? Would you have like respected it more and then began to watch it? Yes. Like Um, he hits the kid and the kid like gets pissed um, off and goes out there and like swings on him. I think so. I think I would uh, respect that more. But I think it's a bad take on my part. But I guarantee you the ratings would go through the roof if like there was a team that was going to have to meet up again and like the coaches were willing to have their players throw at the other players. I, I would tune into that little league game if if they had some MLB mindset like that. I uh, I feel like I talked the most. Shit. I mean, I obviously talked the most shit about this trade, but you got to think. Even with our return, we didn't get a big return, and that was kind of the main complaints. 
it, it might be the case that other teams are noticing him not falling off, but like slightly declining too. Yeah, I don't know how you saw that, though. I mean, he was still being successful, like we said. He wasn't great, but he was still successful. No, and I I agree. I remember right before the trade, he had, I don't know, two or three blown saves, like two weeks or within those two weeks leading up or maybe even sooner. But yeah, I I, I know that's probably not enough to tell most pitchers. I don't know. Maybe they saw that. No, I mean, there's guys who get paid lots of money to predict these things happening, you know, so it's not it's not too crazy to say that a team was like, hey, go scout hater and then put this put this puzzle together. Maybe maybe it is crazy. I don't know. But I assume with some of the money that they pay these scouts and some of the tape that they have now, like that there probably was a guy out there that was like. Sure, I mean, we'll take him, but, like, we're not giving up, like, our biggest bat in our farm system for him. But, yeah. Just like Moneyball. Yeah, there we are. Right? They just turn to that guy that does the analytics in the corner. No, no, we're not trading that guy. Okay, not that guy. Different one. I got to watch Moneyball again, apparently. All right, Mike. Roll on. Roll on. What's the last one? So on the Rogan show, and I've only seen clips of it. I haven't listened to the show or nothing, but Rogers says that he intentionally misled people about his vaccination. And I'd just like to tell everyone that's reporting that, of course he did. We knew that he did that last year. So him saying it on a podcast this year is not news, and you can just shut up. Like, was he a shitty human being when he was doing that stuff? Probably. But, like, he already told us he did that. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't, this is something that didn't fly onto my radar at all. I'm, I seen, so in the Google Doc that we make for the show, I seen Mike put that. And I was like, wasn't this, didn't this happen last year? So yeah. like that, that's how I was confused, confused yeah. about it. But so it came up as news again because he went on Rogan again, like this week. And he like basically said, yeah, I was misleading people. And, of course he was. Like that's exactly why he took so much flack last year. Is because that's exactly what he did. I, I think we're getting closer to football season, so I think that story is going to die down a little bit quicker than it would have if if it came out uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, it, it, it'll cycle through quick. But yeah, I it's not news to me. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm biased. Stand behind Rogers through everything so i don't care is my my answer to that and i don't know maybe that's bad but whatever no so i like i'm definitely like cordial with people who are not vaccinated so why wouldn't i be why would i hate a person that i don't know that decided not to get vaccinated yeah right not like not news to me yeah no there's it's probably like 40% of people that refuse, maybe more. All right. You guys ready for my hot in the street? I, I love my first hot in the street. I don't know if you guys saw it yet. I so, so I, I think, I think, so my hot in the street is we go by our names on this podcast all the time. I think, I think we need nicknames for all of us <laughs> on the podcast. So, 
my first suggestion is me, I'll be P Dog. Um, Mike, Mike will be M Dog, and Riley will be Rye Dog. And when I was writing this into the Google document, I was laughing way too hard about <laughs> how simple it is. But I'll try for the rest of the show to get one of your guys' names to stick. What do you think about it, M Dog? Uh I enjoy it quite a bit, and <laughs> mostly because you wrote dog, D-A-W-G. That's the part I enjoy the most. How uh, about you? How about you, Rye Dog? What are you thinking? I I hate to do this too, but I've been called Rye Dog before. That's been my, that was my email in like middle school. So I, I think I could play that off pretty well. P-Dog. Yeah, no, it's not supposed to be a bad thing. It's just a nickname. So. So right, yeah, so if if it was already your what was your email in middle school? This will be interesting. Mine was Lil Jerome 66. Lil Jerome. And, and it still is mine for my Facebook, which pisses me off because I can't get into the account to change it because I don't have the information to get into the email anymore. So like at my work, we could get on to Facebook to like message for like, I don't know why Facebook was like the messenger that was like used for whatever, like giving not like military news, but like, Hey, there's this party happening for this person who's retiring. And every time I had to log on to the computer, I had to type in Lil Jerome. No one ever brought it up though, but in my defense, my sister's made my email for me they made my facebook for me but whatever yeah i was little jerome no so i think you guys actually have uh decent ones right so like <laughs> your, your guys are not like ridiculously bad for a um middle school email address what was yours flex flex yeah so there's some guy that called me flex for a while i was like the pudgiest kid in the world right probably until i was about a sophomore junior and so like he i think he just thought it was funny that like even if i flexed there was probably no muscle that would show anywhere so i was flex <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's why it, but right. i owned it and i went with it so we got uh we got flex rye dog and little jerome in the house there you go I'm gonna stick with my dog ones. If you, if you guys want to, you guys. I, I don't I think, think you get to choose. Like, yeah, that's no, the way no. It goes. Yeah, you can't. You can't choose your nickname. But I'm gonna go with M Dog, Rye Dog, and you guys go with whatever you want. But I do think the little Jerome email was a little bit douchey. Um, I'm gonna roll through my next hot in the streets real quick. This one might take too much time. Damn it! So. You guys got to answer this as fast as possible. So my wife and I were having this conversation. Um, how many pairs of shoes do you guys wear on a regular basis? So I'll, I'll start just with an example. So I have my casual shoes. I have my work boots. I have dress shoes. Shit. I thought I had four. I, so I have... Oh, and my gym shoes. So yeah, so gym shoes, casual shoes, dress shoes, work boots. So I got four. And I mean, so obviously I don't wear my dress shoes very much, but I have dress shoes for the occasion. But I'm just saying disqualifying, like if you have like a shoe collection that 
you never use. Like my dress shoes don't come out that much, but they're definitely in my repertoire. All right. So I got five pairs of tennis shoes, one that I wear to mow lawn. That counts. And then I have a pair of like slip-ons and then I got dress shoes, like something that I can just put on my feet. So I'm like walking around the house. Wait, so you have five pairs of tennis shoes and then you have a pair of mowing shoes? No, 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 no. no. Five pairs of tennis shoes. One of them is mowing shoes. Okay. And you wear four different pairs of tennis shoes for different reasons? No, no, no. So I cycled them on a daily basis so that they don't start to stink real bad. Like if I wear the same pair of shoes every day, my feet are atrocious. So I gotta I gotta have multiple pairs of shoes. I got uh three casuals, like uh basket or you know, tennis shoes or ones I'd wear out to like a restaurant or to a bar. I got two pair of nicer ones and then two work and a pair of flip flops. Damn. So yeah, I'm getting killed in so I I'd like to just like justify my shoe because I the three of them are the exact same pair of shoes. I just bought three pairs of the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that counts, but no, sure. I don't know either. But like, yeah, I mean, I have that, and I do that consistently, right? That's an interesting thing you got going there. So do you <laughs> just have like extra smelly feet, like for the normal person? Yeah, I mean, like I scrub them, and like it doesn't matter. Like the first like three days, I have my shoes that are like. If I don't let them air out overnight or like for like an extra day, just it. I mean, it makes sense. I I had a neighbor that apparently, like, I had such a bad nose, like, so I didn't notice or care. But like, his mom would be like, Your feet smell like you need to do. I mean, she was nice about it because it was obviously her kid, but like, but like, he just had smelly feet apparently. And mine are not good. And maybe mine are that bad and I just have a bad nose and I just. And your wife's like, buy more shoes. And you're like, no, not happening. Yeah. So I guess not. So maybe my shoes smell real bad, but I'll roll into my other ones. Cause I don't think I'm going to be doing putting her hole in the hole with Pat, unless we have a major going on, but Tringali, our boy that we picked for putting her in the hole with Pat. So our golf guy left for the live tour. And then Rory won the PGA FedEx Cup thing. So those were hot on the street. That's going to be putting her in the hole with Pattis too. I'm not going to elaborate on those. So from there, you guys need your piss break. Mike put in a put in a piss break stop. So I like it. All yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I need it. All right. We are back from our little break. And I want to start out with a fun fact and the fun fact is that apparently your earlobe has the same exact skin as your butthole so if you feel your earlobe and your butt they have the same exact skin so so try that one out there um it's, it's pretty amazing that it works so well. Uh, we got Riley right now with a finger up his butt, rubbing his ear. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, what do you think, Riley? Does it feel like that? It, it, 
I'm pretty I'm pretty amazed. You're you're borderline wizard. That it it does feel quite similar. Yeah, lots of experience uh with that one. All right. So from fun fact, uh after the break, we're gonna go to favorites on the fly. I'm gonna start it out with crushing dingers, and I'm gonna start it out by looking over my shoulder and seeing how the brewers are doing right now. Um, they're losing four to three to the Pirates, which isn't good. I don't know if Corbin Burns is still in the game, but so we'll see how this game pans out before the end of the night. Uh, we're in the fifth inning. Brewers currently just loaded the bases, so it looks like we could have some good happen, but who knows? So we won't touch on that too hard. But so what I got is the Brewers are five and five in their last ten games. Um, I'm calling it they're going to be six and four after tonight with Burns going, but it does look like he must have gave up a few runs if it's only the fifth yeah. inning and the Brewers have he, been out for. He gave up an earned run and then a three-run home run right in the same inning. We we're up three-nothing, and then uh top of the fifth he gave up four. Okay, so four earned runs there. Um but yeah, so I don't know if he's still in the game. Um, I don't have my setup quite as good where I can watch TV and do this at the same time. So I have to be peeking over my shoulder. I have faith the Brewers are going to come through in this bases loaded two out situation. So, so like I said, five and five in their last 10, probably going to be six and four after today. Uh, we are six games back of the smoking hot Cardinals. The Cardinals have been seven and three in their last 10 games. And I haven't looked at their stats or anything, but man, they just do not stop winning. But for the plus side for the Brewers, Yelich has been on an absolute tear. Uh, over the last seven games, he's been hitting 462 with a four or for with a 0. .481 on base percentage, two home runs, six runs, six RBIs just on a heater. I think if he keeps that up, uh, it's going to be a good sign because we talk about it on the show, but this Brewers, and I'll touch it here in a little bit, but this Brewers team has probably the best pitching staff that we've had. I don't know, best starting pitching staff that we've had uh, since I've been a fan. So we just have a problem getting the bats and the pitching to go inside. We need to meet halfway on this. But but with that, uh, I'm going to start with the bats. Like I said, Yelich is on a heater. Renfro and uh, or Renfro and Adamas have been hitting over, been hitting well over this stretch as well. Renfro's hitting 333. Uh, with a dinger and six RBIs. Adamas is hitting 320 with two dingers and five RBIs. And we did just call up our boy, Garrett Mitchell, who's been lighting the earth on fire down in triple A. And his first game in the major leagues, his first hit in the major leagues, I can't remember if it was uh, two to three or three to four. But anyways, long story short, he gets two RBIs on his first single in the majors, and he put the Brewers ahead, and the Brewers didn't look back from there. I mean, there was a lot of runs traded after that game. Um, but, yeah, the bats are definitely heating up in Milwaukee. 
I think as a team over the last seven games, we've been hitting 257 in some like scoring 40 runs. Uh, I don't have that number up exactly, but it's been a pretty good hitting stretch for the Brewers with that. Like I said, we can't get the pitching and the bats to be going at the same time. So uh, in this last seven game stretch, Burns kind of had a stinker and then Hauser as well. Uh, but Woodruff and Peralta both had <clears throat> two game or well, they both had a game where they threw six scoreless innings. So we need to find that middle ground. Uh, looking at the schedule coming up, it doesn't look like we have the easiest schedule to get back in this. I think we got six games. Granted, they're at home, but against the Mets, Yankees, we only had two more games against the Cardinals. So we're not really in control of our own destiny. I want to say we have like 36 games left in the season and not enough of them against the Cardinals to just get them back from the Cardinals. So we're going to need them to slip up a little bit. Uh, we're a game and a half back of the wild card race. So we're not, we're not out of it, but the screws are tightening on the Brewers right now. And we need to get this team to click here in the next little bit. But that is crushing dingers with Pat. Um, do you guys got anything to add or are we going to turn straight? We're going to drive fast and turn left with Mike here. So Martin Truex Jr. finishes three points shy of making the chase. Ryan, Ryan Blaney, the only other person that could have made it, uh, was knocked out of the race pretty early. He was down. He was up 25 points on Truex going into the race. And then. I want to say Truex got wrecked in like the final 10 laps or something like that. Ended up holding on to keep us out of the chase, but he would have been like fifth or sixth in the standings. had he just managed to squeak out a win at some point during the season. It's kind of disappointing. I think at one point I said, if like he's not a winner, I'm off, I'm off the bandwagon, but I'm not. I'm like, I enjoy the fact that I'm a Martin Truex Jr. fan, and I have no idea why I enjoy that. <laughs> I think that should be one of the punishments, is you don't have to get a banging on the drum tattoo. You got to get a Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be... That yeah, would I be would be... Point. I'm 100% out on that. Like I'm already like 99% out on uh, the banging on the drum one, but the... Uh, Martin Truex Jr., not a chance. <laughs> you just get MTJ and then 82. What's his number? 19, 48? I think. I think What's he's it? 19. He's oh, 19. Okay. I don't even know that. But, uh, yeah, Martin Truex Jr. gave us a fun ride. I did not watch more than 10 laps of NASCAR. But watching the standings in NASCAR has been a <laughs> thrill enough for me. So, so thank you, Martin. Um, learn how to win a fart and race. So <laughs> from, there, from there, we will go to the back of the onion bag with Riley and the tots are hot. And Riley is going to tell you about the tots. Yes, the tots are indeed hot. So we just had another 2 nothing win against the 
a, a good team. They're they're newer to the Premier League. They're one of the teams that were a league below, but went back up. They're a good team. Beat them two nothing at their stadium, and then we have six games in the next three weeks. So lots of tots on your TV screen. They play Wednesday and I believe Saturday morning at nine. I mean, I think it's against two rivals as well. So they're going to be fun games to watch. And both games should be a should be a win, but you never know. So nice, nice. Uh, when I know we established this on every show that we've done, but when does Champions League play start? It starts next Wednesday. So those are the the big games that most people pay attention to. So that'll All start right. next Wednesday, and it's going to be probably every other week on a Wednesday, two zero Wednesday. And if I were to Google what the odds were, you don't have them off the top of your head, but what, what's the, uh, there's, so there's, I think 32 teams. I'm sure we have a top 10 odds. It's I'm guessing hundred to one. If, if I had to guess, but it's not the best odds, but we certainly have top half in terms of odds, I guess. 101 that's pretty i don't that's a long a long 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 shot you got a one percent chance to win it but no i i mean i don't know how that all works but i do think I'll look right now. i will tune into I, I can look for you Riley. um but i will tune into champions league games just because i've never experienced the champions league and i love the concept of the champions league also, like, just kind of like how I like the concept of the NASCAR point system. Um, the we got actually, I don't know if we uh, talked about this, but we got a, our group, and it's pretty easy knock on wood group, and we should be into the playoff round, and that's kind of when the all the good teams are playing each other. That's kind of when you want to pay attention. But their odds at the one website I looked at, they were plus sixteen hundred. But they were still top 10, I believe. Okay. So if you bet 100 on them and they win it, you win 1,600. Yeah. So Man City is plus 250. Liverpool is plus 500. PSG is plus 550. Bayern Munich is plus 600 real madrid is plus 900 and then the next one is the tots at plus 1600 so they're in the top however many teams i just listed five or six there so so there's a shot you're telling me we got a shot yeah exactly all right i like it you got any more to add to the back this onion bag i don't think so All right, we will move on to Packers news with Mike. Uh, Next week, I think we'll do a little bit more thorough of a breakdown, but Mike's just going to tell you the the final preseason things that happened here. So uh, they're going to be making their cut to 53 Tuesday. So we're recording Monday night. I can tell you this. Aaron Rodgers is going to make the team. So is Jordan Love. There's probably... 25 other guys that we can be certain will make the make the team right um they did cut uh one of the linebackers ty summers on saturday or sunday seemed 
a little bit early, but it looks like they're trying to cut down right now. Um, anywhere they're moving towards the 53 man roster going to be there on Tuesday. You can look at it then. Um, there's a hundred people out on Twitter that have their guesses on who's going to make it. I've seen like 11 pass catchers making the team at times, seven wide receivers and four tight ends. I think that would be pretty extreme though. So, yeah, that seems like a lot, but like I yeah. said, we're going to have a more thorough breakdown uh, next week. And I think I'm going to let a cat out of the bag here. Uh, we're going to try something new this year. And we're going to try to bring on uh, opponents that we are playing podcasts and have a little breakdown before the game. So we have the Uncensored Vikings podcast. And those guys are going to be coming on our show. I still got to do some research, but I watch a little bit of their stuff. Seem like some cool dudes uh, for Viking fans. That is at least. So sounds like we got them lined up to come on, but we're going to do a little bit more thorough of a Packer breakdown and expectations. And then we're going to let them do a Vikings one. And especially when we get an NFC North opponent. And I mean, it's the most viable threat in the NFC North that we can see coming this year so far in the Vikings. So we will have them on next week. Hopefully it's a good time. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it a little less uh, contentious, but Riley sounds like he's bringing a, bringing a knife to the show. You're going to try to stab him through the computer. I'll try to do my best to keep it civil for you guys. I meant Rye Dog. Dang it. I've already been messing up the nicknames. (laughs) From there, we do have a Badger game next week. So September 3rd, Saturday, September 3rd, the Illinois State Redbirds come to town. Um, Last year, the Redbirds were four and seven overall, two and six in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I don't know if they're four and seven counts. I, I So they're an FCS school. I don't know if their record counts the FBS, but I'm assuming it does. So they that record could be kind of deceiving. Like I said, two and six in their conference. In this, uh, the little ESPN predictor gives the Badgers a 97.4% chance to win this game. So it should be easy work, but we'll go with key players from their team. So they do have a transfer quarterback. Uh, Zach Anextead uh, is transferring to them from Minnesota. So they have a FBS Division One quarterback coming to town. I don't know. Did you guys know? Did he get much time in Minnesota? Uh, it, yeah, I think he might have touched the field, but I don't. I don't think it was. Like, uh, like, oh, a new guy came into Minnesota, I'm leaving type deal. So I think it was more of a, hey, I'm not going to play here, so I'm going to jump down. But other than that, they have a running back, uh, Cole Mueller, uh, who last year carried the ball 189 times for 977 yards, uh, 5.2 yards a carry. And from everything I looked at, it seems like they got a lot of returning players. 
And they do have a lot of guys coming from FBS schools, uh, transferring in there to get playing time. Honestly, I couldn't find too much information about the Redbirds. I was super excited about this magazine that I bought uh, while I was on my AT that I thought I was going to have plenty of time to read through to figure stuff out. But I was looking for them in this magazine and they didn't even have them. So I did do some different FCS uh, research. They do play in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, like I said before, who does have North Dakota State, South Dakota State. So they do play uh, big time programs. So I guess my scouting report is I don't think Camp Randall is going to be the thing that completely shakes them. I mean, I I didn't look at their full schedule last year and what FBS school they might have played. I bet Camp Randall is going to be about the craziest place they play, but they do play their North Dakota states and their South Dakota states, uh, Northern Iowa. And they did beat number 15 South Dakota state last year and number 13 Northern Iowa last year. So they've came to play when they've played big games, but I mean, that's, that's the best uh, I can give them my prediction, just an absolute ass whooping uh, Braylon Allen probably isn't going to play past the first half and just a good old fashioned Badgers tune up game. What you thinking up there, Mike? So um, I think that in general, this is always a non-cover game because the Badgers are going to run it. They're going to take Braylon Allen out after the first half, as long as it's, they're up big and, and probably Malusi will be out too. They probably won't use either of them in the second half. If we're up 28, they'll just squeak. It'll be the over under or the line will be like 39 and a half and we'll win by 35. I still hadn't seen a line out on this game yet. I I assume it's going to be pretty close to 40, but with Mike's point right there, and I kind of touched on it, I definitely do think it's a game that we should sure first half, let's play some Badger football, run it down their throat, see if we can do it, see how big of a lead we can get. But then, like, no mercy, let's try to see if we can get Graham Mertz, like, to drop some dimes. I don't think Graham Mertz should be the guy that comes out of this game if we're up. I think I think he needs to keep getting as many reps as he can get. So um, maybe that's a dumb take on my part, but, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I did see it one time when we – his first game ever against Illinois – where I was like, we are saved. We have got a quarterback. Yeah. But since that moment, I've not felt that way. So my prediction for this game, like I said, absolute ass whooping. I don't think any of our uh, big running backs, um, Lucy or Allen, is going to play past the first half. But I definitely don't think we should take any of the passing game out. I think we should – pressure them to throw the ball unless the game gets close then put put those guys back in definitely definitely don't uh be stubborn about that so whatever tune up i don't think yeah i don't think the game gets close at any point i just don't think that we cover right so they're gonna push that line out far enough that 
almost impossible for us to cover unless we played our guys the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. I would probably stay still take the Badgers to cover, but like I said, I haven't seen yeah. a line out yet, but we'll see. I'll say I'll take them to cover if it's 41 or under. I think I think they're going to beat them by 42. So I'll say 42 or under, and then if it's over 42, no bueno. And I think it's going to come out. I'll, I'll predict the line. I think it's going to be 38 points, and I have no justification for why I think that number's coming. Other than I think I'm pretty good at throwing shit at the wall with numbers and or spreads, and they're going to hit. So you heard it from me here first. I would handicap it at 38 points, and I would take the Badgers. Yeah, I'm taking the Badgers. I don't doesn't matter what the number comes out at to me, right? They could put it at 100. I'll probably be like, yeah, if they think we're going to get 100, we're probably right there. So. <laughs> Like, I think the difference will probably be whether someone breaks a run or doesn't break a run, right? So they'll have something that's going the 15 yard run that one guy makes a tackle on. If he breaks that, they go over, and if he doesn't, then they go under. So they're going to be close to covering. Yeah. But it'll be a crapshoot because of the, the amount that that number is. And I did want to give credit where credit was due, but I can't find the article that I read where I got a lot of the information, but it was the Bucky's fifth quarter dude. That guy seems to do a good job. Don't remember his name, but thank you for the info. I did source you right there. Riley, you got anything to add to the Badger stuff? Um, I'm trying to do a score prediction. I think I'm going to keep it a little more conservative than you guys. I think we're still going to blow them out, but I, I think 40 points is steep for a first game for a lot of these teams just because it's, you know, their first big game. I still think it's like 38 to 10, 38 to 7 type of game, you All know, right. 30, 30 point game ish. But I yeah, like I don't this. know. I think we're going to, I think we're going to run it down their throat and just the, the first half will, take like an hour to complete type of game this so one book has it out one book has it out it's at 33 oh shit so riley's prediction is 38 to 10 are you gonna stick with it this is gonna be our first bet of the year i gotta 30, look up 30, 38 13 has been in my head since we even started talking about this so put me down for that 38 13 so the badgers win by 25 and they don't cover. Mike, what do you got? 49-6. Damn it. You, you said 49-6. I was going to say 49. I don't know if I was going to say 6, but I definitely had 49 in my head. I will go 52 to 10. And they cover my 42-point spread. So that that's the numbers I have in my head. I'm not going to make many rules for this because I think we're all gentlemen here. Uh, the closest score wins. So whatever it is. And Riley, pick a, pick a punishment that was – well, what was a reasonable one? 
So this this will be a stupid tweet. I'll pick it for us. So this is a stupid tweet. So whoever is the furthest from the score will will fire out something. Stupid tweet. I know that's that's a lame punishment, but this we were making it up on the fly. But if you listen to the show and you can guess which which tweet it was because if it's Mike sending out a stupid tweet, it might be hard to decipher from the stupid tweet <laughs> than the actual tweet. So yeah, burrs. All right. From there, we are going to roll in to our NFL division winners slash playoff picks. This is the first competition for a big punishment. And I think this is the light and the firework out of the ass punishment, unless you guys have any objections. No, that's I'm good with amazing. that. As long as I don't have to shit my pants right now or think about it. I'm but this is, this is the end of the year. We're not going to think about this one for a long time. That's what I'm saying. So this is, yeah. this is like once the, the playoffs hit, this is once the playoffs hit you okay. to, to kick off the playoffs. <laughs> you're lighting a firework out of your ass. I will say preferably a bottle rocket, but if you want to if you want to try to stick a roman candle up there and get give the people a show, <laughs> um, <laughs> let your let your 3-year-old light it, then we're Well, I'm not losing I ain't worried about that. Yeah, no, I I did talk to my wife about this. And she says, as long as it doesn't affect our ability to have kids, we're good. And I was like, I, I, I think I can, I'm not going to put anything that would mess with my, uh, my actual uh, anatomy. Yeah. Like my eyelid skin that's down near my butthole. Uh, <laughs> so, so I think the firework that. Unless you guys have objections. No, that works. Whatever. All right. That's what we're rolling with. So I am going to try to keep this free flowing. So I'm going to call on you guys. If you want to give a little reason, feel free. Maybe keep it semi-brief, but do what you want. So we are going to start in the AFC. And... I'm going to bounce around when we get to the NFC, so it's not going to be as easy for you guys. But I will say AFC East, and I'm going to start with Mike. It's the Bills. It's, I mean, they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the division. I think that – or the – yeah. Dolphins, I think changing systems isn't going to help them. The Patriots are going to figure out ways to win games, but they're not going to be good enough to overtake the Bills. Riley. Yeah, I mean, I think Bills is the one, the only right answer. They're by far a better team than everybody else. Yeah, so I had the Bills as well. So Bills clean sweep. This seems like a pretty easy pick to me. Um, Mike touched a couple of the other teams. I think the Dolphins might be a team that gets a little frisky. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like adding new guys, flashy talent, and it doesn't always seem to work the best. The Rams kind of made it work for them, but but I think they're kind of an anomaly. So we're going to go over to the AFC West. I will lead this one off. And this one was interesting to me. I think this is 
obviously the toughest division in football. Um, but I am going to go with my uh, douchebag, former Wisconsin quarterback, and I'm going to take the Broncos. And I do have a lot of faith. I think Russell Wilson is that guy. I do think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in that. But I do think Russell Wilson can take the Broncos to the next level. Um, I think the Chiefs are probably the smartest pick, but I think he's going to find a way to pull them past the Chiefs. It will go up to Riley. Riley, who you got? This was a tough one. I could have seen any of these teams winning it, but this year I have the Chargers. I think uh, they upgraded it on offense with as Allen Robinson as a wide receiver. Um, they have Mike Williams as well. They just look good offensively. Austin, or is it Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler at running back, and then on defense, they they're a solid team. They're a you know top ten defense. And I just I have them winning at the end. It's it wasn't my most confident choice, but I just think they're a little more talented than the Chiefs um, all around. And the Broncos, I just I I don't see them putting it up, putting them, excuse me, putting it all together this year. All right, kick it to Mike. All right, so for me, I think the Chargers head coach is a joke. I think the Broncos have a shot. I just. I don't like Russell. I think I'm hoping they will choke. Um, I can explain my Chargers head coach take. I think I had a spicy meatball. He came on the McAfee show and said that he doesn't use analytics to make decisions. He just thinks his guys are better than the other guys. So he goes for it on fourth down. That makes him a moron. If you want to say I'm using analytics, fine. I can accept that answer and then fail. But if you consistently fail because you think your guys are better and then like don't ever change anything, you're an idiot. And so I'm I'm done with the Chargers. I don't I have a real problem with them. I did write the Raiders into this. And then I just thought, like, I don't see who beats the Chiefs and really how. Yeah. No, I, I do think the Chiefs are obviously a good pick. They have the best. I mean, top two quarterback in the league. But my counterpoint to Brandon Staley being – it's Brandon Staley, right? It's Staley for sure. Yeah. Um, being a moron. What if he goes on podcasts to throw people off by saying he doesn't use analytics, but he does actually use analytics? But everybody knows he uses analytics. Everybody knows that that's his, like, move. But you don't go and say that. Like, just say, yeah, I use the analytics every time. And that's why I went for it on all these times. But he goes and he's like, no, I just got faith in my guys. He's an idiot. He's me. That's not what I want in an NFL coach. Is a guy who's like, yep, I know that dude. He's pretty strong. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but like yeah. when you're, you're playing baseball and you're practicing with your team, you haven't played any games yet. And you're like, yeah, we're pretty good. <laughs> yep. And you just go out there and just get worked. But yeah. all right, Mike, stay hot. Uh, we're going to move to the AFC North. We're going to start with Mike. All right, so um, I'm taking the Ravens. I think the Bengals are probably your your biggest competition, but they're going to get everybody's number one game, and that's going to cause them to lose probably you know two or three more games this year than they did last year. 
or maybe like two or three games that they wouldn't have. So they might end up with the same record, but they're not going to win the division. I think the Ravens are going to have a good year. And the Bengals, while being a good team, they're not going to be able to progress their record that much this season, if that makes sense. The Browns seem like they have the best team on paper outside of the quarterback positions, which you know they have a guy that's suspended for 11 games, and that's going to have to create some turmoil. They're not going to be able to win all those games with Brissett. And so they're going to be too far behind. I think the Steelers are going to be okay. You know, maybe go nine and eight, eight and nine, something like that. I just don't see them being like super successful this season. All right, Riley. I initially had the Ravens because it's Lamar's kind of prove it year for his, I think, I think this year is his last year of his contract, but really a prove it year uh, this year. But I just, the Bengals are a very talented team. I think they just have more weapons. They'll they'll edge out the Ravens, and I think the Ravens are game or two behind at most. But I have the Bengals. Yeah, and I like the Bengals as well. And I guess my reason behind that is I think last year the Bengals were two years ahead of schedule. So I do think this team is only getting better with all the young talent that it has. So I just think you're going to see guys who succeeded a little too fast be like, hey, we can do this. I think their confidence is going to be sky high. I do think, like Mike said, that they're going to get every team's best shot. And I think in this division, and I would say more so than any division, is like when the division rivals really, really show up to play you like this this division definitely beats teams up i do kind of want to get mike's opinion on that but to me it seems like the afc north is like the black and blue division for sure is where the browns are a shitty team the the Steelers. this might be a bad example because i feel like the steelers have beat the browns but anyways like the Bengals are a subpar team and the Steelers are a good team. The Bengals come in and beat them. I know what happens in other divisions as well, but this one seems particularly like that, but I'm going to choose the Bengals young, talented team that is on the rise. Granted, they made it to the Super Bowl last year, which I don't think they should have been in, but they were, but whatever. Mike, what do you think of the division? So I think that, I think that division is, like the NFC North, too, right? So, like, I think that in general, probably for the last 15 years, they've had three relatively above-average teams, right? So even the Bengals, there was a few years in there that they were making the, the playoffs and things like that. So, And then the Steelers and the Ravens, they're on top of the AFC every year, right? So very few years... I don't think Tomlin's had a losing record. I think the worst he's done is eight and eight. And then like the Ravens are always right there too. So you have two teams that are like perennially right there. It's, it's a wild division. I think. Yeah, no. And I want to touch that too. I do think Mike Tomlin's top three coach in the NFL, if not, you know, top two, if not that guy, I mean, 
Bill Belichick's, Belichick's the, the man. Guy. Yeah, yep. Belichick's the man. But but yeah, uh, but I would put Tomlin in there. But we will go to the AFC South, and we haven't started with Riley yet. So sorry if I'm catching you off guard, but we're going to start with you here. Um, I, I have the Colts. I think this year is the, finally the year that they kind of get it together and really perform most of the regular season and maybe may, win a game or two in the in the playoffs. But I just I don't see the Titans be nearly as good as what they have been. They're a good team. They're you know, nine and eight, 10 and seven type of team. Um, but I just think the Colts have a better team on paper. That's basically what I'm basing this one off of. But, um, and no one else really can compete with them. Is it, it's the Texans and the, the Jags. Kind of, Jaguars, yeah. 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 I forget that league's like all over the country. But yeah. So Jags are going to be well below 500. Same with the Texans. So I, I think the Colts. Yeah, it's definitely a two-horse race there, uh, no pun intended, even though there's only one horse in the two-horse race. And that one horse, to me, is the Colts. Mike, I see that Mike made his counterpoint after I made my point, but I do think Matt Ryan is one of those quarterbacks that does well with talent around him. And I think there's something to be said about that. My number one example of a quarterback that I don't think was I think he was a great quarterback but he needed great pieces around him was Kurt Warner so like when he could run the greatest show on turf he could do it but then once some of those pieces the Torrey Holtz the Isaac Bruce's the Marshall Falks weren't the guys that they used to be like he wasn't that good of a quarterback and then they sent him to a very talented team with Fitzgerald Anquan Bolden. I'm not comparing the Colts uh, receiving core to Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald, but I do think Matt Ryan's a guy that if the pieces are around him, he's very good at using those pieces. And I think that's what's going to take the Colts to the next level. And then obviously you'd be stupid if you didn't talk about how they are damn near the most dominant running team in the league, if not the most dominant running team in the league with our boy Jordan Taylor uh, running the ball in Indianapolis. So I'm picking the Colts. And honestly, I would say, yeah, that's probably my pick for in the AFC that's going to go to the Super Bowl. So I'll jump into mine. Uh, I'll start with a counterpoint rather than the team that I like. The Colts lost to the Jaguars with everything on the line last year to the yeah. Jag with everything on the line. They lost that team. Do you think Matt Ryan loses that game or do you think Carson Wentz shits his pants? pants and then well, he's on, yeah. yeah. Old poopy <laughs> pants. So I, what I know is that Jonathan Taylor didn't win that game and neither did any of their offensive linemen or Michael Pittman or, uh, any of their defense. They didn't win that game either. It was like 13 to seven or something though. Like they lost because their whole team went in and shit the bed when everything mattered. When everything mattered, they went into the Jags and lost. People, the fans were wearing clown masks in that mm-hmm. game. So, and my think, my thinking is Tennessee was the one seed in the AFC, and they had lost Derrick Henry for like six games. If Derrick Henry stays healthy, Tennessee runs 
runs the table here because they can control the games. Their defense will be elite behind Rabel. They'll be fine. Um, Tannehill's going to manage the game the way he needs to, and everything will come out just fine. Robert Woods is a great replacement for a guy like A.J. Brown. Right, so it's not the same type of wide receiver, but Robert Woods is a great wide receiver. Now you don't have a Julio on the other side, but Julio was hit and miss on whether he was playing a ton of games last year. So if Burks pans out for even like half a season, being being what they expect him to be, I still think that they take this division pretty easily. I don't know if they take the entire AFC again this year, but with Derrick Henry back, I think. As long as that doesn't affect him long term, should be Tennessee. Yeah, no, and I think, I mean, I, I can't argue like with what they did last year. So, doesn't I mean they it's lost. not the same team? I get yeah, that. It, I get that. But, uh, like, there's a mindset there. I think to some extent, Brable's a better coach than whoever the Colts have. I don't even know who it is off the top of my head, but like. You can't, as a coach, you can't let your guys come out that flat against a team that's like that. It is Reich. Frank yeah. Reich. Good job. Frank Reich, yes. All right. So we will roll to our wild AFC wildcard teams, and I'm just going to let mine rip. So I went very uh, AFC West heavy. So I got the Chiefs. Just because they're Chiefs, they got Patrick Mahomes. Um, Mike's pick to win the West. Uh, I got the Chargers. Riley's pick to win the West because I do think they're a good team. And then I was thinking about getting a little squirrely with my last pick and throwing the Dolphins in there, but I think I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to go with the Ravens. So I think we are going to have two teams from the North, three teams from the West in the AFC playoffs this year. And from there, I will kick it up to Mike. So um, after all my Colts slander, I'm going to put the Colts in, the Raiders in, the Bengals in. Um, Like I said, I think the Bengals are good and can probably win just as many games as they did last year. But getting everybody's number one game, which they didn't get against teams like the Packers last year, which was a game they lost, but they didn't get like, the game of the year out of the Packers. The Packers came in and kind of ho-hummed their way to a win. They won't get any ho-hum wins like the Packers got against the Bengals. They can't play a ho-hum game and win a game. Not this year. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, so my surprise team that Mike left out, but we won't hit it too hard. I, okay, never mind. It was just me. I think I'm the only one that put the Broncos in the playoffs. So we all decide different there. But anyways, Riley, what are your wild card teams? So I have the Chiefs, Ravens, and Pats. I think the Chiefs just make it solely off. They're just a good team that fell slightly short in their division. I think the Ravens are in that same boat. Mike kind of covered it there. The Bengals are a good team, but those two teams are going to be up on each other, but be the best teams in that division. And I think Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick finds a way to get the Pats to the playoffs. Um, it's kind of my sleeper pick. I'm not too confident in that one, but I could see Bill Belichick 
coaching this team to the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad pick because I think uh, another year with uh, Mike's boy under center, getting, getting some more experience. Mac Jones. Yeah. Wow. That was escaping me real hard. Um, but I just knew it was Mike's boy. Uh, that's what he can't do on a football team escape a rush. I probably think. I don't know if that's true at all. I just, uh, well, he sure, sure as shit escaped my mind. So now we will move to the NFC. And I think this is Mike's most interesting pick. We're going to go to the NFC yeah. East and hear what Mike is bringing to the table here. Yeah, so I forgot I put these guys down, uh, but I don't like the Eagles or Dallas. I don't think that either of them are actually good teams. And then I think Washington has a guy that poops his pants. I think the the Giants are just going to like sneakily win games. And all of a sudden, they'll be in the playoffs. And I think, no, it must not have been, maybe two years ago that they had the possibility to get in, right? They were right there with the Giants. That sounds right. Yeah. I mean, you and never Daniel know. Jones is the, turning the corner. You never know with the NFC East, the NFC Beast, because they all suck. And, yeah, it's just whoever uh, – doesn't beat themselves, I guess, the most is usually who makes the playoffs in that one. But with that being said, Riley, who you got in the East? I got the Eagles. Um, like you said, I think it's the same way. Whoever just doesn't lose games. Um, and I think the Eagles are a decent team. <laughs> and uh, being down here in Texas, I hear a lot of Cowboys talk. This is one of the first times I've heard my buddy just not be fully up on them. So I, I think morale's low between them after the left tackle got injured. I think the Giants just aren't there yet. So I think the Eagles got it. Yeah, I definitely think Mike's pick with the Giants. I definitely didn't sit down and hammer out all the numbers with this, but but yeah, I think Mike's pick is very bold, but I'm going to copy you and I'm going to go with the Eagles as well because I love Jalen Hurts and I do think that offense is dynamic with that read option that they run. Basically a RPO every single play, which granted isn't always the best system to run or even a good system to run in the NFL. But I think if you're playing in the East and if the Eagles can just figure out their game plan a little bit better from what they had last year, I, I seen glimmers of a pretty good team there. Uh, I do think the Cowboys are going to be a solid team as well, but I don't know if that's just what the media feeds me, but I'm going to buy it this year. I usually don't buy it most years, but I'm going to go Eagles. So from there, we'll go to the NFC West. I'll start this one off and I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to let the Rams run it back. Um, the Cardinals, the whole Kyler Murray, this is probably a dumb basis of this but the whole kyler murray like contract that 
he needs to study more game tape. Wasn't even that big of a deal to me, but his response to how he handled like that being exploited just was like so odd to me. And it just made me think that he's not ready. Um, I do think Kyler Murray's like a good quarterback. So I don't know why that rubbed me such like, I wouldn't say it rubbed me the wrong way, but like, it just made me like, eh, I don't, I don't know if this guy is that guy yet. Whereas last year I was saying he kind of seems like a guy that can carry a team into the playoffs, but I'm going to go with the Rams there. And then I will reverse order headed to Riley. Um, up until like 30 minutes before we started, I actually had the Niners for the West, but I changed it to the Rams. I think the Rams are just a, probably the NFC favorite again. Um, Cardinals, a lot like Pat said, I I don't feel comfortable with Kyler Murray stuff. They're a good team, but they just they seem to choke going into the playoffs every year um, if they make it. And then with the 49ers, I saw that they re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo, so that tells me they're not fully comfortable with Trey Lance because the rumors up until today was he's going to get cut loose and go somewhere else. So it just – I feel like it means they just don't trust Trey Lance fully yet, um, but I could be wrong. So I have the Rams. All right, Mike, who you got? So I have the Cardinals. Um, I think the Rams will have lost the majority of their drive to – to win games. Uh, I gave you my attitude towards Aaron Donald that he's kind of a guy that you have to motivate. Not that he isn't good the rest of the time. He's just okay the rest of the time. I think Cooper Cup is in a, like, in a league by himself with the wide receiver position for the most part. As long as he's got a good quarterback, he's going to be ridiculously good. Right, he's going to be like Devonte Adams or Terrell Owens or whoever, whatever great wide receiver Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, whoever you want to name. I think Cooper Cup's going to fall in that category. The four, I don't Seahawks. I don't think can win it. I could be awfully, awfully surprised, but I don't think they can win it. And the 49ers won't be able to win the division here, especially with the Rams and Cardinals around because they have Trey Lance as their quarterback. Um, a guy like that is going to cost you a couple games every year and more than likely it'll cost you games against the divisional rivals. So I like the Cardinals um, to not hit a four-game skid for some dumb reason like they did last year. And you're just talking about Trey Lance being young. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like I don't know that he's bad. I just he's going to screw up a game somewhere, you know, throw a pick at like the absolute wrong time. Picks are always bad. Sometimes they're atrocious, right? And so I think just not understanding the game quite the way like an Aaron Rodgers or a Matt Stafford does, I think that'll affect the 49ers at some point. I do think your Aaron Donald take could could make it onto the spicy meatballs, but we we won't touch that too much right now because I don't have any facts to back it but other than he was swinging helmets and fire, fired up already in the preseason but even though i so think like, that's stupid 
but so that's somebody pissed him off and he can't control like when the switch goes on and when it goes off that's kind of my attitude towards that right so like if you can control that switch you never get to the point where you're swinging helmets in practice and some and there's a lot of guys that can't right that like when they step on the football field the switch just goes on i don't know if i see that in there though like it I didn't. I definitely don't see it when I when he plays the Packers that he's dominating the game against the Packers. Yeah, and I definitely ha, don't have the eye like to me neither to fully understand <laughs> what the D tackle is doing. But just like the talks of how good he is and like his peers, how much they respect him. Um, yeah, I, I just mean, that's why he's number two, right? Yeah. So I yeah I just he's definitely a game changer. I don't know. I don't know much about the switch turning on and off for him, but I assume he brings it when he needs to bring it. And he kind of LeBron James it in, in a sense, like saves it, saves it for when he really needs it. But we are going to hop down to the South and we're going to let Mike stay hot. Who you got in the NFC South? Yeah, I switched the order up. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I got the Bucks in the South. I just don't see um, – we talked about Tom Brady earlier having, like, a different, like, mindset and that being contagious to his whole team and the leadership ability that creates wins for his teams, and I don't see anybody else surpassing that. I think the Saints would be the closest. I kind of wanted to put them in here just because I don't want to see the Bucks win, but I – I don't think it'll happen. Gotcha. Riley. Yeah, Bucks are just the best team. Saints are, like Mike said, the closest one to challenge, but I don't see Jameis Winston taking overtaking Tom Brady in the NFC South. Yeah. And Sean Payton's gone. I think yeah. there's gonna be something something going on with Saints, whether it's good or bad. I'm gonna assume. Uh, losing a coach like Sean Payton's not going to be uh, right away positive effect, but who knows? I could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to take the Buccaneers as well, and then I'm going to roll into my wild card teams, and I'm going to go 49ers is my first wild card team, and I just think honestly, my my main thing is I, if if they don't want to start Lance, like uh, Riley said, they still have Garoppolo, who, you know, got him to the NFC Championship game last year. And it's just a talented team. So whether Trey Lance is the thing that pushes them over the edge or not is yet to be seen. But I'm going to go Cowboys because I'm a dumbass and I <laughs> am buying into the hype of hope if. I'm not going to say hopefully. Well, I will say hopefully for his sake. Won't root for an injury here, but if Zeke stays healthy, um, I do think Dak Prescott is a pretty damn good quarterback. Uh, CD Lamb is a pretty damn good wide receiver. They have a pretty opt- opportunistic defense, and I think they can win some games um, in that NFC East. For sure. And then my last team, it pains me to say it, but I'm going to go with the Vikings. I do think the Vikings have a good team. I think Kirk Cousins is better than people give him credit for. But 
we've talked about it. I do think he's kind of a quarterback that lands you in the land of he's definitely overpaid, but maybe lands, not anymore. Oh, did he right? did something re-upped? I don't know. No, I'm thought, just saying, like with the new contracts that are out, he probably like the sixth or seventh highest paid quarterback now. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. But yeah, so Vikings are gonna round out my playoff teams there. We will go to Riley. I think, like you said, sadly, the Vikings make it. They're a solid team. I think they do a very good job with challenging us in the NFC North this year. It's going to be close, but I think we edge them. I think 49ers make it. They're just a good team overall. But yes, they have a young quarterback, but I think there's enough talent there to get a wild card spot. And then I'm going with the Cardinals, even though I talked shit about them being a being not clutch to make the playoffs type of thing, but I think they do have a good enough team to make at least a wild card spot this year. Yeah, I don't hate them making the playoffs. Mike, what do you got? Uh, I got the 49ers, Vikings, and Saints, so it seems like we're all on board with the 49ers and Vikings. Um, I think the Saints are a good team. I think their offense is maybe more loaded at skill position players than they have been in a very long time. Right. So when Breeze was there, they passed for a boatload of yards, but I don't think they were necessarily super skilled outside of Thomas and Kamara. Right. And I think that they brought in Landry. They have Thomas coming back. And then they have uh, Olave down there as well. I think that they loaded up on skill position players that their line can hold up. Their defensive guy seems to be somebody who has, has produced great defenses pretty consistently recently. And I think that that's going to continue. I did hear rumors that um, when they were practicing with the Packers, that they got the, those are the two best defenses in the NFC. I like that. All right. And I didn't even mean to do this on purpose, but we saved the best for last in the NFC North. I meant to make them the last division. I didn't mean to make them go after the wild cards, but I will start because I'm the most biased person ever um i'm gonna buy into the fact uh not the fact but my wishful thinking that with Devonte adams gone we're gonna have to find a better way to spread the ball around that i think we're gonna be able to do the defense has gotten better um if our offensive line stays healthy i do think the packers are have a top three running backs stable so I think it's going to be the Packers. I don't think it's going to be that close with the Vikings, but but maybe they'll give us a round for our money. So from there, we will go to Riley. Uh, like I said earlier, I think the Packers edge the Vikings, but Vikings, I've never seen a more confident team in a while. They, they had a lot of one-possession losses last year, and I think the new coach – the new system will help them push them over that edge kind of, but I, I mean, it's, I think the Packers go like 11 and six or 12 and five and the Vikings go like 10 and seven. So I think it's close with the Packers edge. All right. Clean it up for us, Mike. Yeah. So I have the Packers here. Um, I think that what it comes down to is it'll be the Vikings are the 2000 and 13 through the 2000 and 
19 Packers. They have no defense. Their defense is atrocious. They moved on from their defensive head coach. Their defense has been bad for the last couple of years, and it's going to stay that way. And I don't think with a poor defense that you're going to win a boatload of games. Got a lot of skill positions. I don't know how their offensive line is. Cook and Jefferson are great. Thielen's great. Um, I'll take uh, Cousins. Like He's Andy Dalton. He's a guy who, when he was with the Bengals, and he had skill positions around him, and he was starting every day, and he had confidence, did all right. I think Cousins is in the same boat. He's going to be fine. Um, if his O-line gets dinged up, he's screwed. His defense is already bad. It's going to be really tough to deal with, like a Packers team who, outside of the wide receiver position, feels absolutely stacked. And that is the playoff predictions. And I'm going to read them all off. Riley, you're going to have to make a correction on me because I had these written down. And Riley saw Mike and Mai's answers and decided to start changing his picks. So, so we're going to go with Mike, who has the Ravens, Titans, Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Raiders, Bengals, and then in the NFC, Packers, Bucks, Giants, Cardinals, 49ers, Vikings, Saints. I don't think anybody's going to retain this information, so I'm going to stop right there and not repeat all these team names back to back to back. But we will be tweeting this out if you want to keep up with us. The competition, I don't think I did the greatest job, like always, uh, explaining the rules. So we are going to do two points for every division winner and wild card team that we get right. So if you get a division winner right, you get two points. If you get a wild card team right, you get two points. You don't need your wild card teams in any specific order. If you get a playoff team right, you get one point. So if you have a wild card team that that flops, does that make sense to you guys? Like if you have them in the right spot, you get two points. If you have them in the playoffs in general, you get one point. And obviously, if you don't have them, you don't get any points. We all um, get one point if the Niners win the division. Yes. Yep, exactly. So we, yep. And loser of this competition is lighting a firework out of their ass. So if I was you guys, I'd be cheering for Mike to lose this one because he's going to have his youngest child light the firework that comes out of his ass. So <laughs> that is our first big uh, competition of the year for a big punishment. Uh, round out the show a little bit. We did our Badgers predictions for a dumb tweet. And let's close this out with a hypothetical that I find to be kind of fun. So would you rather, we'll, we'll do the big three. Maybe we'll do the big four because I know Riley's a soccer guy. Would you rather hit a home run in the MLB, score a touchdown in the NFL, dang it, slam dunk, that's what it is. Would you rather dunk in the NBA or would you rather score a goal in the EPL? I was going to say World Cup, but I think that would just make it too 
too easy. Maybe it won't, but I'm just going to go with a premier soccer league in Europe. So you're not scoring for your country because I think that just makes makes it all the better. But let's start with Mike. What what would you do out of those? And and we'll hammer out the fine details. I think it has to be a cool touchdown. Um, it has to be so we'll say a 20 yard touchdown. Yeah, so I think that for me, it, the that doesn't I think it would be hitting a bomb. And granted, this is something that I like don't do. Like I haven't done it any level of anything. <laughs> hitting home runs was not something I could do. So maybe that's why, but I think that that is like the biggest like F you you can do to another team is just like, I mean, cause you can score a run in kind of a multitude of ways. Right. But like hitting a bomb, just yeah. F you. I'm way better than you. Look what I just did. I think that that's, that's where I'd be at. I think that's maybe the coolest one. Yeah. Riley, what do you got? You can add details if you want to waiver from something but back in my high school days I could I could really throw down I rim grazed once or twice in a game I could oop it to myself so I got the dunking experience down not quite in an NBA game but um I feel like that, that one's tough it's between a football and scoring goal I think it's got us gotta be scoring a touchdown because I mean it's Growing up as Packer fans and like watching it religiously, if you if one of like that'd be like a dream scenario to score a touchdown for the Packers. So that one's that one's tough, but I'll do the touchdown. So the one thing that might make me change my mind is because I was fully on board with Mike. I was like, it's gotta be a home run, like just the feeling. And along with Mike, I didn't hit home runs when I played baseball. I did start hitting them when I played softball and it felt good in a softball game, but Riley's pick, I think if you add score a touchdown, a 20 yard touchdown in Lambo and then cruise into a Lambo leap, I think that might change mine to scoring a touchdown and doing a Lambo leap. If I don't get the Lambo leap, if I have to score on the road, I'll go home run, but so I would say mine's home run. So I'll go home run. Would you, yeah. I got another one, I guess. If if we're done with this, a quick one. Yep. Would you Would you rather score a game winner in a sport on the road or at home? Probably on that, the road. That would not matter to me at all. Like I don't know that um, where it happens. Like. I don't know that the fans changed the experience of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if you crush an entire stadium or an entire stadium erupts, I don't think that the there's that big a difference there. Yeah, right? and I I think it would depend on what stadium you're crushing. Um, Let, let's just do like a. Any sport, like our like, would you rather score a touchdown to win it at Soldier Field or at Lambeau, or hit a home run at Wrigley to send us through? I mean, not yeah. obviously, but yeah, you know, something along those lines. 
Yeah, never mind. I go at home all day, every day now. Okay. What do you got? Yeah. I if if you gotta be at home if I could do the Lambo leap too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna do Lambo road, leap. But I was gonna do road, but I that'd be a cool thing to do is score a game winner at Lambo. Yeah. Score a game winner at Lambo, take off the pads, do a Lambo leap, uh run straight up to the concessions, grab a beer, start chugging beers with the people of the stands, and that's that is the way to do it. So that will wrap up episode of 40 or episode 43 of banging on the drum. I think next week is going to be pretty fun. Like I said, we got to do a little bit more research on the guys that we're bringing on, but from the little research I've done, they seem like a pretty cool podcast. So, so we'll see. Um, it sounds like they, they might be some shit talkers. So it could in a good way, not like, I don't, I don't think it'll be anything bad, but I will let Riley start with our closing remarks. See how it goes. I hate doing these. Um, I'm going to beat everybody to it. Thanks for listening. Um, football season is here finally. So listen to us to keep up with, you know, the Packers, the Badgers. We're, should be your number one go-to source for this by now, but we're all just excited to get back in the football season. Kick it up the yeah. mic. All right. So I do have a new one. So like Ooh. if you're out at like a social gathering or whatever, ask a girl for, to like let you put your uh, number in her phone and then just subscribe to our podcast out there. I think you think our fans are cooler than they really are. I'm hoping to get them cooler. Right? I think it, I think if they listen to us, they, that's probably not in their uh, uh, realm their of possibilities. In, I don't know if that's what you're yeah. so To be fair, I have no idea how you can get a girl's number. So, like, no clue. Never asked for one. Never got one. Right. So, I got no idea. But I think that's a good, like, good move, right? Just subscribe to our podcast instead of putting your number. So, Mike, getting a, a girl's number is like how you would get guys' numbers back in the day. Oh, so I got you. I got you. Now I get it. Oh, easy. Uh, no, so make sure you're like subscribe to us or whatever. I think that's a, a good move. Listen to us on multiple things. I tell you guys that all the time. I should say this at the beginning of the podcast because – Probably like a third of you don't even make it to this point in the podcast. I got to start like giving you the tricks on how how to boost our numbers right at the jump. That's anyway, a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, download it. Listen to us. Put it on other people's phones for us. That'd be awesome. Uh, and just subscribe. That way you don't have to like even think about downloading it. Then it just comes up right off the gate. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll give it to Pat to send us home all i got to say is i can definitely see that we're going to keep striving to get better so that's one thing i've been pretty impressed with uh people you guys have been putting in the work so that has been nice um and i think it's just going to keep getting better so we're not at our end product yet i do think we are getting better so just keep waiting we're going to keep getting better Thank you for listening. We love you guys and all you suckers that are doubting 
the Brewers, Badgers, Packers. We'll even go to the Bucks season. We'll even keep it rolling to the Bucks season. You can eat our shorts. Rolling. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.